0: Angel dust. Heroin. Cocaine. Speed balls, Volumes. Mayor Koch. Mm. Welfare. Stewart. Food stamps. EVT, Methadone Alley. Chinese food lane. We came from that. We had our parents. Some loved us. And some abandoned us. We dumped this knives, guns. We were beaten, abandoned, raped, sodomized, criticized, dehumanized, neglected, rejected, fucked up, fuck you, go on. And yet we had the resilience and the brilliance to get done to go to the Elf Lodge. <laughs> What's up, Hung Up family? Thanks for tuning in to another week of the Hung Up Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black queer perspective. I am your host and producer, Eric Cole, better known as Tennis Bay. (laughs) Be sure to follow this podcast. You can find it on all podcasting and social media platforms by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. So this week, I'm hung up on songstress Anita Baker. Anita Baker is a legend, giving us timeless music since the early 80s. This past January, Anita Baker celebrated her 63rd birthday and has been fighting for a while now to get the Masters to her music. Well, earlier this month on September 3rd, Miss Anita Baker tweeted that the fight was over and that, quote, All of my children are coming home, (laughs) children being the songstress, the rapture, giving you the best that I got, composition and rhythm of love. This is major, y'all. This means that Anita will control everything when it comes to her catalog and will reap the financial benefits of other people using her music on her terms. I'm hung up. So for this week's conversation and episode, I'm joined by two very close friends and frat bros, Janelle Simmons and Sterling Grimes, who was here on the Gaggle episode, episode 404. This week is really all about music and cancel culture. Sterling and I went to see Chrisette Michelle this past week, and we dive into the differences between Chrisette and Kanye and how Kanye has pretty much managed to continue his success and have a career While on the topic of music, I get Nell's perspective, a straight perspective, on Lil Nas X and his pregnancy shoot that was a promo for his upcoming album, Montero, slated to drop on September 17th. Before we get into all of this, I do a little quick check-in with the fellas just to see how they're doing. Sterling gives us the down low, the one-on-one, on on what his home buying process was like and how that shit was low-key anti-black. And Janelle is hanging up on the anti-abortion law that just came out in Texas. This was a really good conversation, and I hope you all enjoy. Check it out. What's up, hunger family? Welcome back to the show, Sterling Grimes, and welcome to the show, Janelle Simmons. What's hey, up, y'all? Thank you
1: for having me.
2: What's going on? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Chilling. Just, you know, enjoying the holiday weekend. Got some time to not work. It oh is my a holiday God. weekend, so isn't it? I'm gonna just enjoy this space for a little bit. Are you
0: really not working tomorrow? Though? I really,
2: I'm not. I haven't touched anything. I mean, I thought about a few things, you know, always in the back of my mind. But I didn't I didn't send any emails. I didn't even I didn't even write a draft. I was like, you know what? I'll get it when I get back on Tuesday. So really I'm chilling. I'm looking forward to having more fun tomorrow because Rest.
0: Tomorrow would have been a good day to put some stuff on a grill. I know I've been trying to convince Sterling to go ahead and get a grill. I mean, you got the house, you, you're moving in, you got you got the bed coming, couch
2: coming.
1: What you waiting for?
2: Get that grill. Donations, donations, because I, I don't know where we're supposed to get the extra funds. Like, <laughs> I still got to get the bed. I still got to get the, the dresser. I still got to get. All kinds of stuff. Oh, you're talking
0: about your $30,000 invoice?
2: (laughs) Hold on. Okay, okay. Let's let's clarify right now because I don't need anybody out here thinking that that's how I roll. I am blessed, but I am not living like that. Um, That was me going in and basically just tagging three or four couches, three or four beds, three or four mattresses. And they just put it all on there so that I could lock in a price whenever I choose what I want so yeah that's going to go down significantly when I wipe out the stuff that I'm not taking so looking forward to figuring it out
0: where did you end up like going to find your stuff
2: uh that was at Raymore and Flanagan but I'm looking at a bunch of different spots um and then my therapist just told me about another spot in Jersey I'm a slide too so you're exploring
0: that shit is no joke like furnishing your home well you have a, a condo um but you know, you so you have way more space. I can I can only imagine, you know, moving into these spaces is nice, but then you get in it and then you like, huh, I gotta fill this bitch up. <laughs> okay, I'm tired of this echo. <laughs> yeah. You you know, stuff on the wall and and you can see I'm <laughs> bare minimum. And
2: I'm gonna it's, keep it low key, but I do want a little something to be like, oh, he's grown man that lives here. Every once in a while.
0: It's really nice. Congratulations. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Very grateful.
0: Yes. So I, I really want to start off by checking in, which I kinda of checked in with you already. Are you hung up or are you hanging up on your week? Your past week?
2: Um, well, I think I'm definitely hanging up on this home buying process. Oh my God. Uh it has been both like really straightforward in lots of ways from what I understand and also really emblematic of like the legacy of racism in housing. Mm. There were things that happened that were unprofessional, that were discourteous and in some regards just like negligent and ultimately... It was because people knew that they could get away with it. And you feel like that shit wouldn't happen if you was a white man. Oh, absolutely not. Like,
0: the, the like, like people would have been crossing their T's, dotting their I's. Because I'm trying to figure out how... Because I was sitting there with you, I, and this was at the end, and it was a little wild. It was a little wild, just, like, watching the texting interactions going on, like between the emails and the texting. Yeah. Trying to get like stuff done. And one of my pet peeves, you send someone an email or you send someone a list of, I need these three things or do these three things. And they only do one of them Mm -hmm. and send it back to you. And it seemed like there was a lot of that happening too. It was just a lot of like jiving and like back and forth.
2: And when you take that, and you add it to the the sort of end game where essentially the lawyer in the room was like, I'm pulling a card that I happen to have because of like whatever work he's put in to be able to have the connections to make a call way, way, way up the chain in this company. Bless him. And and by the end of this, I asked him and I was literally like, just, just to be clear, the way I read the situation was, had anybody been in this position besides you, I wouldn't have had my house today. And he was like, you're absolutely right only because he had a direct personal connection that he could pull a string on, was I able to walk out with my house that day through no fault of my own. Like I was there, I was ready. Everything we had was on, on, on point. We were ready to go. Everybody was like, this never happens. It's never the seller's fault, but this time the seller wasn't there. This time the seller didn't do what he was supposed to do. This time the seller was able to just not, and everything still ended up being okay. Like That's the wild part to me. Like That's the part that I'm just like, what? <laughs> Let the situation have been reversed. Let my black ass have walked in with something wrong. Oh, I didn't sign a paper I was supposed to have signed a month ago. I didn't turn in paperwork that was supposed to be in here last Monday that just got walked in today, 10 days later. Like, hold on. (laughs) In what world was that going to fly? So,
0: And it seems like that is part of the issue for black and brown folks is that barrier of having those resources, having knowing people who have those connections yeah so that man was a godsend
2: mm-hmm. shout out to that brother thank you man that
0: puts you in a situation where you can get shit done
2: that's that's literally it and
0: because it had it not been for that like
2: that's the game we're we're now delayed again and and this is the stuff that
0: kind of discourages people from even like approaching this process
2: because it's a trickle-down effect too like watch this So let's say I don't have Manny in the room on Friday, and all of a sudden, I don't get to get my house the day I was supposed to get it three days after I was already told I was going to get this thing, which is apparently quite common. So I'm not losing my mind about it, but I'm like, okay, we had a plan. I made plans based on that plan. You move the plans, and I got to move my plans. All right. Let's say that stuff doesn't happen Friday. What happens to the movers that I have now booked on Saturday? Right. They got to get moved to a whole new day. This new day is now bumping into the work Not everyone has week. the
0: luxury to- Okay,
2: shift all this stuff. And then, and you know the whole story about how the movers didn't show up- Right. 15 minutes before they were supposed to be there canceling the whole thing. Mind you,
0: you had to call
2: to find that out. Right, like-
0: What part of the game is that?
2: <laughs> I'm still waiting on that charge to be reversed. That's a $1,000 that I put out to be able to like secure this service. What if I did not have the supplemental income- the residuals to be able to do everything else I needed to right, do because to get the washer had, and dryer that I picked up today. Like what? Because and so all that stuff becomes barriers. You could have been barriers. a person who had
0: saved up every dime that you had over the past five years it to did. make that move happen. <laughs> and so you can't afford necessarily, or, you, you know, or would someone say, well, no, that's bad planning as a homeowner. You got to like plan for stuff like that. Or I don't know, like to a
2: degree. You- yes. Plan for sure. And there was a plan there there were multiple plans and those plans got edited based on the information that came in and how many times have we seen white people on on multiple levels in multiple sectors in virtually every part of society go without a plan take a leap and and and, and win?
0: land on their feet like a cat coming from a tree yeah
2: it is the story of america that it that's the story if you're a white in this country you and you've got the balls to do something Figurative balls, who, whatever white person you want to be right now, but consistently it is men. Yeah, we will, we will, we will consistently hand you the benefit of the doubt. You don't got to work for it. You don't got to earn it. It will just always be given. Yeah, it is on you to fail us. We are not going to ever assume that that would be the outcome, though. So, hanging up on. That side, I am grateful, though, for what I have. Super, super excited to build a home. Congratulations. Thank I'm you. So thank you. so happy for it's you. It's been a lot smoother since then.
0: And it's beautiful. It's such a nice space. And just to think like you haven't even decked it out yet and, you know, added all your little yeah, bits and pieces. Get my, and, get my bricks together. And it already feels like a home. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm really happy for you.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So you're hanging up on your week. No, what's going on, man? What's going on? Are you hung up? Are you hanging up on your week? What's
1: what's what's going on? I think I'm hung up on the conversation about uh the government telling women what to do with their bodies. Yeah. Um like when you can have an abortion, when you cannot have an abortion. My thing is this is like I'm stepping in to speak on women's business only to say if the men that run the America has an issue with women wanting to get abortions, create some male birth control. Like, not condoms, not a vasectomy, like some legit pill form that men would take. Because, like, women was just like, uh, I put it on my Instagram the other day, women were like, oh, you guys wouldn't take it, trust me. There's about 35% of men who weren't ready to be fathers that are fathers, that if they would have had some type of birth control, they would have been taking it. Like, they would have showed up early. Your script is ready on the 25th, Mr. Grimes. You'll be there the 20th to pick it up to make sure that you don't miss a day you don't run a chance but um essentially that's what I'm hung up on
0: why are you okay so that must have really been something that bothered you since you hung up on it
1: yeah because it's like there's no space for us to tell somebody what they can do and what they can't do with their body like they complain with women get on welfare and assistance to help with the baby that they never wanted or that they had. And then the government complains about it. Well, we have too many people on welfare. Well, you won't allow her to get an abortion. She was only 30 and yeah, she still wasn't ready for a baby, but you made her have this kid. And then now they're in a world where they're, we now they're hated for wanting assistance or needing some type of help. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, uh, a revolving circle, like yeah, we're gonna do this, but then we're gonna criticize you for this, and like mm. nobody needs to live like that. It's a stressor,
0: and, and I don't. And and that's a really good point. And I and I'm not sure if the powers that be give a damn about that. I I've heard theories that r- the the push is really so that white women aren't able to abort their children because white men are worried about population control.
1: Exactly. I mean. Just look at it from history, right? You have never given women control over their bodies. It's just weird. Like men want control over bodies and then they don't want to deal with the thing, the baby that comes from the woman. They don't want to pay the child support. And like like you said, the politicians, they don't know. Like how many politicians you think are really raising their children? They have nannies. They go on vacations. They bring a nanny with them. That's not a real day-to-day life for somebody who has a nine to five. I can't afford to or take multiple. a break. <laughs> yeah. I can't afford to take a break and then fly somebody out to watch my child while I'm loosening up and getting back to it. It's just not the same.
0: Yeah. That's real.
1: Those people in power have wealth behind them where they can say, hey, can you go to the store for me? Can you do this? Can you watch my child for the next eight hours? I'm just going to go away. It's just not a real reality.
2: And it's that same system, this idea that like if you have the right characteristics, i.e. whiteness, proximity to resources, then these rules that we set up don't ever have to apply to you. Right, because like, they'll still get... It'll get done. Oh, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll always they'll get done. They'll still have their abortions. and yeah, yeah. This is about this like, is those who don't have the same yeah. access, the same privilege.
1: Because some of them that can have abortions will turn to their friend who's a medical doctor and say, hey, come perform this illegal procedure at my house for my daughter and I'll give you, maybe I'll pay for your next 18 holes on the golf course or the country club we uh, go to. It's always going to be an advantage to them because they have the resources, they have the networking. yeah, And they get the benefit of the doubt. So like if I come to you as a black man and my friend's a medical doctor, he's already like, as soon as I say, hey, can you come to my house to perform an abortion on my daughter? Yeah, he would do it, but it's like, I'm not doing it for you because you're black and I can't trust you. I can't risk my white license for you cuz I can't fall back and do any like you can't do nothing for me black man. Yeah. But my white friend who is the CEO of this company, if I lose my job, he'll give me a, a just job collecting 200,000 a year doing nothing.
0: My week was pretty cool. I'm hung up on it and I'm really I'm I had a good time, Sterling, thank you for inviting me out to City Winery. The food was great. And we saw Chrisette Michelle. We were so close to her. You had like the perfect seat, but this is your girl, so you follow her. You've been to so many concerts. You've seen her. You are a stan. I would say you are definitely a Chrisette Michelle stan. So
2: that's my girl. Yep. <laughs> like never gonna not. So
0: she, she can really sing. Like that voice of hers <laughs> yes, is like... amazing, and to be that close to her and to see it, like wow, like. She is singing live. Like that is not. <laughs> it's just it's just amazing seeing her perform. Made me a bigger fan of her than I probably have ever been. Um, you know, Chrisette went through that whole canceling shit after she performed at the inauguration, Trump's inauguration, and it was a drop. Like people were really over that. And a lot of people felt like she was just selling her soul for a check. That's what a lot of the Twitter comments were around. And her career, you know, suffered because of that. And Chrisette has been very open about taking a step back from music because of this whole situation. Some people, uh, because when I went with you that night, I did post it. Some people were saying that they feel like. They see her, it's a possibility that she could come back. Like, she's starting, I guess, we're seeing more of her. We're hearing more from from her. But as a fan, and, you know, and I'm not sure, I I see you over here (laughs) shaking your head. How do y'all feel? Like, what's, what's up? Like, does Chrisette deserve to still be canceled?
1: She should have never been canceled in the first place. You can't dictate what somebody does for a living to receive money, a bag. If everybody turned it down, let's say Chrisette, Michelle, in this point in her life, actually needed that money, do you think any of her fans were sending her $10 a day? No. Somebody offered her a bag to do what she does for a living, and she did it. She should have never been canceled for taking that opportunity. Other people didn't want to do it, but if it was any other president, they'd have hopped on it. But it's still an honor to perform for the president of the United States, no matter the fashion you're doing it, but get the money.
0: Good point. Thank you. What are your thoughts? Well,
2: you know, I, one, I, I love Chrisette. Like, I just, I remember exactly where I was the first time I heard her voice. I like have seen her career through. So like, I've, I think that show was number 11. I've seen her 11 times in concert, all up and down the East coast. I just like go see this girl, uh, this woman. Um, like in my world, I'm like, that's my girl. Um <laughs> Friend. In your head. Okay, like in my head, I'm like, hey girl, like that's that's my girl. What mm-hmm. you need? Um, but no, legitimately, I just think she's such an incredible artist. Um and I think what ultimately happened is is a complicated, but also very simple and very <laughs> common trope and double standard, unfortunately, when we talk about these social faux pas right you do something that's against the social code and so we have to cancel you we have to get rid of you dox this person there out of the community like okay like to a degree that some of that does happen as a as a social form um but we're seeing i think of course these these really sort of like hyperbolic manifestations of it um but what we're seeing right now though is is like not fair on a number of levels. And it's because we consistently are unfair to black women. And I'm so glad that Chrisette actually took the time to speak on this herself recently. Like she is, she's been pretty intentional about not having a conversation about this since that happened. Um, But recently she's opened up a bit more. And then uh, she went on Terrell's show and had like a really in-depth dialogue with him about how she experienced that moment, the aftermath, what her journey has been like since then and like mad props to her for really doing that work to get to a place of self-love. I remember like so clearly she was talking about it and she's like, I was trying to do all these things uh, because I thought it's what I, I was supposed to do, what, you know, I wanted to show people. And this person I'm trying to be, I have to ask myself, do I even like her? And I was like, whoa, (laughs) damn. When I think and sit back, do I even like myself? And 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 that's actually a like really poignant question for me right now at mm. this stage in my life, given, you know, some of the important chapters I've unfortunately had to close recently. Um, like sitting with me is huge. And Chrisette's always been a source of strength for me in that way, just watching some of the um and feeling and experiencing and hearing some of the pieces of how she's lived through her music. Um and so this whole moment is just really fucked up to me because we're sitting here right now looking at Kanye and the many number of things that he has allegedly done against the community and the culture. And we welcome him back. Egregious. Okay. And
0: way more egregious. Like this man was a Trump wearing, like he was wearing the hat, the MAGA hat talking about slavery was a choice. Now I will say that, you know, we, we have been critical of Kanye. Absolutely. But he has not suffered the same. You, you know what I mean. Not not like Chrisette Michelle. He,
1: no, absolutely not. And
0: and I agree with you, Sturt. My bad. I mean, you can go ahead. I just want to say I agree with you. I think it was very unfair. I think Trump represents so many things that we hate and that we just can't stand, and, and it's and it's racist, and it's dark, and it's vile, and it's violent. And I think that's part of what is maybe holding people back from like making room for forgiveness. I'm not, I'm not really sure what, what it's about because it was just like, that moment was just it for people. Do you think it was more, a little bit more to that?
2: So I I will, I will hold a couple of things that I do think can be working at the same time. I think one, it was proximity. And so in the way that she did what she did, at the moment she did, it was like, oh, <laughs> inauguration. So you are literally day one stamping support in some people's eyes. Um, You're doing it on this huge stage, okay an inaugural right. ball. So people were like
0: looking at it as some, uh, some form of endorsement. Yes. Gotcha. Like for you right. to even align yourself about that. Yeah. in
2: any way, like yeah. especially at that moment and what it felt like days after this when everyone is reeling from like this <laughs> completely earth shattering thing that's just that happened. this man
0: is actually the right you're of like the United losing States. it low like key. what
2: <laughs> and then here goes this person that you're like no you're you're one of us why are you standing over there
0: but she, i think chris has clearly not endorsed trump especially oh, in the way Absolutely not like that Kanye was it was never
2: <laughs> that was never it and she talked early on about like the desire to be more of a bridge sort of you know, I the country has to come together thinking of, of a sort of like, here's our vision for how we move forward approach,
0: which, and like, mm, okay, like that's like,
2: and I'm not even, and then we can have the conversation about like yeah, that perspective we and like, yeah, yeah. what the implications are, but like, cool. You had a perspective and you operated in it like everybody does.
0: Right. will hold you for that's that. That's very true.
2: But I think the moment that it happened in, in that space and time was very clearly, I think a, a, a huge foul. <laughs> against the community. Like that was the experience. But the response was very clearly the response that we put on women, particularly black women, because it didn't go to just the stuff that we would say when we were holding Kanye accountable of like, oh, like this is anti-blackness and this is X and this is Y and Z. This was, who does this nasty bitch think she is? Like somebody should do X, Y, and Z to her. She needs X, Y, and Z done to her. And
0: Kanye also has a lot of white supporters and non-black supporters, whereas I feel like Chrisette Michelle mostly has black supporters but yeah, that that's
2: her demographic m- for mostly, sure but yeah. she's absolutely like, like
0: have fans all has over. has the range undoubtedly absolutely has the range
2: but she is clearly seen as like a black artist for yeah. a black community like that's right. what she's situated in from a, like, I'm wondering machine who is still standpoint. propping
0: up kanye clearly some people from the black community are but i think also because kanye has all these other types of fans that's also helping him be propped up right now what is his your...
2: network like I'm, and, and i'm gonna shut up after this but like he like he obviously is like a, a global megastar in a way that chrisette doesn't have that same like global impact she's not in music fashion. and fashion and all of these sort of like other areas as a part of her craft she is doing other things, absolutely. If you if you look at her and, and watch her journey, like yeah. she has a specific place for wellness. She has a specific place for fashion. She has a whole line. Like she has her own label and is curating artists under her. Like that was always, always a part of what she had been doing. So she's multifaceted just yeah. like everyone else, just like the Kanyas of the world. She wasn't doing the things that he was doing in those lanes. And so he's now connected to a space that also has a vested interest in him staying above board. Because Kanye doing well means that the brands that have endorsed Kanye can do well. All of these things that are up here that they're going to be seen with the high fashion labels and all of the collaborations and all of the money that pours in for all of those things for marketing and branding and communications and operations and logistics. So there is this machine that props up these mega stars, anybody who has hit that level, the Kanye's, the Drake's, because you can get into that same conversation about his double standard as well. Versus what someone like Chrisette was doing. Mm -hmm. And I'll also put this one out there because I think it is an important point. She was the feature artist to someone else. She was doing a feature, like a solo, on Travis Green's project. And so she was there as like a guest star, arguably like had a wider base. But if you're going to go that argument, why not go the same argument for the fact that Kanye has a wider base? So again, it still comes down to this double standard that we play. And the, the odd out factor, Black women. And so our community consistently has this problem of, like, trying to do this thing of, like, oh, love women, support our black women, da-da-da-da-da. But when it comes down to it, like, we have no problem, Mm -hmm. like, making that our first sacrifice.
1: Facts. Facts. Very true. The black community never stopped supporting Kanye. When Yeezy dropped, they were selling out 10 minutes later. When the clothes dropped, people were buying it, reselling it, higher market value. It never stopped. People just were more outspoken on it, but there was no cancellation of Kanye. No matter what he said, like, yeah, people start talking about it, but again, no cancellation. His life moved on. As Sterling touched on, he was a part of so many other enterprises that he wouldn't even feel it, even if the black community went away. The black community is very small in his fan base. I mean, they're more... in. In touch with the music and the sneakers, but besides that, you know, Kanye produces stuff for everybody. It's never going to stop with him. He's making clothes with Gap. You know, Gap didn't shy away from him. And if you think the day he signed was the the day before he had a conversation with Gap, it wasn't. Once he put that red MAGA hat on, somebody else was like, you know what? The people won't leave him. He can come work for me. I can still get money with him because even if the black fan base leaves, I'll th- I'll I'll thrive elsewhere. So it was it was great marketing for Kanye because think about how many more people went on to notice him after that. People that may have not been fans are now fans because he endorses Donald Trump, somebody they hold high. So again, like it it was that he was never canceled. His fan base probably grew a hundredfold after that red hat. So it was money tied up into it. Most definitely. Think about it. I'm not sure how close you guys follow Starbucks, but there was a. A little article that came out last week That said Starbucks purposely Spells people's name wrong on the cups Because they know people put it on social media Like at Starbucks look how they spell my name wrong That's great marketing Because now everybody's interested. are Maybe I'll go to Starbucks and give them a name That's hard to spell just because But you have now purchased a Starbucks project product So it's great Things behind it
2: I mean yeah I think There is obviously a machine That that supports some of this this dialogue like there is a there is a vested interest for some parties in keeping i mean war is a business <laughs> from from the largest sense of it and we can see that in what's happening in Afghanistan right now and a number of other theaters around the world down to these these pieces that seem kind of inconsequential but that are really kind of being decided at these really high levels and I think that's the stuff that you start to see play out when we have these conversations about what a Chrisette did versus what a Kanye did or what a Drake did. And, and you know, the the conversation that's developing there around who he put on his project and how he and Kanye have made these decisions when it's like if, if we're holding you to any, the same standard we'd hold anybody else to, like you were... Definitely making a questionable decision at least. So in my mind, I, I look at a lot of this and I just continue to see double standards. And it feels like if we're talking about, you know, the sort of long-term goals of of liberation and justice for our communities, I'm I'm a big proponent of us needing to like close the door for a minute and like let's let's have a house meeting. This this is internal to just us in this community, black folk. We we gotta get this shit together ourselves before we try to go anywhere else making, you know, magic happen elsewhere. Walk and chew gum by all means if we need to do them in lockstep, but we will not be successful at saying to this system of oppression, particularly like white supremacy, it ain't it anymore. Without us rectifying these issues within our own community.
0: Mm -hmm. And here's an opportunity.
2: Right. Like start with this one woman. And it was, and I, I appreciate this so much that she even had the, the temerity to be able to just like flat out say this. Crissette at the concert laid out like, I have plenty of beautiful work that I have put out here. I've poured myself, my craft, my talent into the space that I know I am phenomenal at. The machine, the system that exists is what's blocking her right now. She needs people in those systems to be able to unlock those doors, just like I needed a Manny to be able to get my house. And so in this moment, what we need is the people who know someone sitting in those rooms, because there are people sitting in rooms who are calling all these shots right now. The right person opens Mm -hmm. a door. Oh yeah, it's done. Great, put her back on. We will... Scrub it clean the same way we've done anybody else, because you all are still listening to Chris Brown after he say, beat Rihanna's ass.
0: It's who you know. That's You're still listening
2: say. to any and everybody who's done something wrong because for everybody who can't stand him, we got somebody who loves him. And we just, again, because it's all the business, are gonna keep playing them against one another long enough to sell the record. So if that's what if that's all your main your bottom line is at this point, run that.
0: Which it is, I'm sure. You hear all these stories about how evil the uh, entertainment industry is and the music industry is. And it's just like stuff like this. We can't expect them to do things that we would deem to be moral or ethical. When it comes down to money, shit is just going to play out how it plays out.
1: Money trumps morals. All that goes out the window. How much money are you making for me? Like you said, Chris Brown is still out here. People may... Even be mad at Drake for giving R. Kelly that credit. But R. Kelly has touched so much music, you can't stop listening to it without him getting a point or some money from it. It's going to keep going. Nothing is going to stop. Like, as long as it makes money, they're going to put it on TV. I think it truly stops, though, when it comes to pedophilia. But you can beat somebody up. You can drug somebody. You can kill somebody and still be accepted into America's entertainment society. If you make me money, I'm never going to shy away from you. I'm going to clean you up. Hey, sit you down for a while, six months to a year. We bring you back out. We're going to put you in this latest movie. We clean you up. People will forget about it, and that's just the society that we are in here in America. If you can make me money, you can do no evil. Even though you. Doing evil. <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna clean you up. <clears throat> Sit you down, clean you up, and we right back at it. Like never hire happened. the
0: lawyers, hire the the team to scrub all the, the the mess
1: that goes on in the streets and tabloids and the But even think about the baby situation that happened a couple months ago. He was getting kicked off of festivals and then people start picking him up. Like, oh, if you're not gonna perform there, you'll perform here. And your situation is messed up, so you might do it at a discounted rate. You might take half of what you normally take just to come perform. People who didn't even have the baby on a ticket were saying the baby was no longer welcome for publicity to get their festival out there. So people are going to use you by any means necessary, but look what happened. The baby didn't even have to have a sit down. He came out and had an ill-put apology and said, I'm performing at Summer Jam in New York. Holla at me. And this was after the whole. Yes, it was after it. It was after it. Everybody was taking them off. Summer Jam picked him up. I'll be there. Holler at me. Um, you think Summer Jam wanted to miss out on the opportunity to have one of the hottest artists there when they couldn't get him before? No. Discounted price. The baby Summer Jam is going up. Mm. People who probably couldn't see the baby performing at other festivals at least went and tried to purchase a ticket to Summer Jam just to see the baby. You can do no wrong in entertainment besides pedophilia. I mean, I
0: feel like they protect that too.
1: To an extent. To an extent. I can't remember the guy's name. He was on House of Cards. Someone came out and said he touched him. Kevin Spacey, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been in nothing since. It's
0: a lot. I think uh, there's a lot of men who...
1: Yeah, there are plenty.
0: Who have come out.
1: Yeah, but when they come out or they they accuse someone, they shut them down. And that's only pedophilia. It's nothing else. I'm not even going to say his name, but one of the actors, she used to be in a lot of movies, uh, got in trouble for a hit on his wife. He went away for a year and he came back. A plus, B plus movies. You're making me too much money. As long as you're not out here touching kids, I'm going to rock with you.
0: So while we're on the topic of music, Lil Nas X, I want to know your thoughts as a straight black man. I really want to know how you feel about, you know, recently he had like this pregnancy photo shoot and it's it's promo for his album um, that's going to drop on September 17th. Have you seen the pictures? Have you? I mean, outside of the photos, I just really want to know. And as a father too, I'm I'm curious how because you you follow my platform. You know, I go up for Lil Nas X as someone who I feel when when I was young that type of representation just was non-existent. So I appreciate Lil Nas X. But as a father and as a straight black man, I just want to know what, what are your thoughts.
1: Doesn't bother me. Little Nas X in that cover, the pregnancy cover, seemed like nothing but trolling to me to get him more attention. I I've only seen the photo probably within the last hour, but it doesn't bother me. I'm not thinking about Little Nas X once I seen him. I'm like oh he trolling, I'm like he must be saying he like birthing music. Maybe he's saying he's birthing like it's his album. Like yeah, he's I, oh, cool, great, nice cover. Keep it moving. It had no effect on my day. This is the longest <laughs> I've talked about it. <laughs> I don't know
0: if Do you listen to any of his music?
1: Yeah, uh Old Town Road. Okay. Listen to it? The remix.
0: Any of his other music?
1: Uh he does have like two other songs that I think I listen to. Okay. But that's about it. So y- his being gay and Nope. 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 No, 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 who, no who I love to listen to? Frank Ocean. You said you love to listen love to love listening to Frank Ocean. Oh, yeah. We that doesn't affect Frank Ocean. me that he's he, that he's speaking about uh, sex man. with a man doesn't
0: nope or or women right or whoever Frank, Frank Ocean is bisexual I think I, I, I don't hey know.
1: great music Frank when you drop your next album text me um, I'll be there in. to listen to party mm-hmm. doesn't bother me doesn't I understand like I understand like people want to express themselves
0: do you have friends that feel otherwise.
1: To a certain extent, I do have friends that probably feel otherwise, but it. it do I don't you think see it,
0: their point of view?
1: No, not really.
0: What is their point of view?
1: Um, on are you talking about the music or just homosexuality? Period. Lil Nas X and I guess homosexuality, or I just the whole so what we are
0: talking about right now.
1: I've never heard any of my straight friends bring up Lil Nas X. Okay. The road, the, the song "Old Town Road," good song. That was it. We listened to it when it was out because it was hot. It was catchy. But that's where the conversation stops on Little Nysax.
0: You do seem you do, and one thing one of the things that I love about you now is that you have a very um you're very open and accepting of the the community, LGBTQ plus community. And you're also very secure in your own sexuality as a straight male, as a straight man. But yeah. I feel like you are an anomaly. And again, that's why I'm so blessed. I'm, I'm grateful to have you in my life. And and to say that I know a straight black man who isn't about that toxic bullshit, toxic bullshit, because unfortunately, a lot of them are. Man. And what we need is for you guys, right, when you see it and when you hear it, to say something and be like, nah, that's not cool.
1: I think most of us want to do that, but it's like not being secure with yourself, right? If I step up for somebody, are they going to think that I'm gay? Or are they going to feel some type of way? And like the association can kill you. Like, you know, we aren't celebrities, but you know, there is public opinion in the social crowds that you hang with. But I think it's going to start to happen more because a lot of men are just like, you know, it's just a man, bro he likes men he's not hitting on you he's not bothering you handle your emotions and it's going to take those in power when i'm talking about power i'm talking about the hood dudes that they look up to It's going to take for them to say something or it's going to take for somebody that they real close to to come out and say that they gay and it's going to do something to them to say i can't shun you because i got so much love for you um is it is it Sticky situation Because as open as I am and understanding I guess I do have limitations One of my friends Had asked me How would I feel If we had like Lunch plans And he showed up Wearing a dress I don't know if we can go To lunch like that bro That's not the way I know you So I still Have to work on some things Within me Because I'm like I'm like 98% Cool with it But like I'm just not sure When it comes like the different dressing styles and us being out together. How am I going to feel with that? But I've never also, I've never been in that situation as well.
0: That's real. And I and I appreciate you for being honest about, because, I mean, I've talked about this on the show before with other people, like even as gay and queer men in the community, we have to deal with our own internalized homophobia, transphobia, femophobia. So I appreciate you being honest about that because that's something that a lot of us are in different ways and in varying degrees, a lot of us are, are, are doing that work. So I appreciate that. No problem. So now it sounds like, because usually I feel like we associate hate towards like, oh, you don't like that gay shit. Get away from here with that faggot shit. When it sounds like it's really association. Like it may not necessarily be like the gay thing, Like, gayness and all of that shit, men sleeping with men, like, guys may not really care one way or another, but it sounds like it's more of fear of association, where if I'm cool with someone that's gay, or if I'm hanging out with someone that's gay, someone's going to think that I'm gay. It's It's that association.
1: I believe that's true. It's a very immature association, but it is an association. I remember the first time. Is it
0: immature? Because I feel like niggas do be ignorant as fuck and will judge you. For Have you been judged? You hang out with me, Sterling. I know you have gay friends. Yeah, have you ever been judged? I
1: only get it from other gay men and I don't think they judging. I think they asking because I'm hanging with y'all.
0: Oh, they like, trying to get down.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, they might be trying to shoot their shot, but here's the kicker with
0: You've that. You've been swatting f- um, flies for a long time, John.
1: But here's the kicker <laughs> with that, right? We can have Sterling it. not in this. I mean, I, do, I don't know none of that until y'all tell me. But here's the thing with that. What are you talking about? You don't know none of that until I don't, we tell you. I don't know that someone was inter- a man was interested in that me. That you hitting unless you? Y'all, yeah, it's hitting him unless y'all tell me. You know something. You you can. I it all depends. If we talk, if I, if I say, Hey, my name is John Nell and he's like, Yeah, I want to take you out to eat. And I'm like, that's the first thing you say, yeah, I know you're hitting on me. <laughs> but that has never happened. Like subtle stuff. So let me say my example. Subtle stuff like this. I'll be out of the bar watching a game, drinking, and I might strike up a conversation with somebody. At the end of the conversation, he might be like, Well, I would like to do this again. His mom, let's go on a date. <laughs> I've said, Hey, I'm not gay. <laughs> we can go back and have the conversation about football, about taxes, and about anything else we was talking about. I'm cool with that. But then like when you keep hitting on me after I said that I'm cool, now I think we're gonna have a harassment issue. now. Yes, yeah, harassment. So now we're gonna have an issue, but none of that bothers me. Like and I I guess it's my maturity level, right? My self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Take it as a compliment. Cause you're not as a man, you're not gonna trip when a woman says, Oh, you look you look cute. You're not gonna trip, you're gonna smile. You might ask for her number. You try might further, further the conversation. If a man says "say thank you," keep it pushing. You causing yourself more drama by getting upset and wanting like, oh, I like you want to get angry for what, bro? <laughs> say thank you and keep going with your day. <laughs> you looking for the issue? Niggas you be, they be ready to fight.
0: Issue. Yes, they be ready to fight. But like.
1: for what? He said something to you. It was only you and him there. You want to fight him now? I can see if you felt some type of way he said it around all your boys, and your boys like, oh, he said you cute. I laugh it off and keep pushing. I just don't understand. Like to me, it makes no sense.
0: Well, I don't want to take away from, and and I respect your thoughts, and I appreciate that, and I and I do maturity. Yes, um, I think that p- plays a big part in it, and I just want to make sure that we um acknowledge the seriousness of the violence toward members in the LGBTQ plus community, um, particularly trans women, black trans women and black trans men, men. Because that fear and or that fear of association is a real thing. And it's taken, it's taken people's lives.
1: I've seen it. I think I sent you something last week. It's scary because men are going into these, Situations, ships, relationships Knowing That this is a trans person And now when it goes south You feel like the only way out Is to kill this person The association Is what's causing this nonsense But you were willing A willing participant in love With this person You have to be comfortable With who you are Or seek help because there, I'm pretty sure there are one eight hundred numbers where you can get some help with like the things you're going through with your transition. Am I mistaken?
0: No, that's real, Sterling. What were you about to say? <clears throat> Into the mic, baby. I was coming.
2: All right, baby. Back. <laughs> Sup, Doug. What's up, Doug? So yes. And there's also a, this, there's this piece of this that was, it was so interesting now when you were talking about how it'd have been different if, if his boys were there. And when you said that, I was like, but that's the thing that I, I think we, we aren't seeing the boys are always there. That's, that's part of the, the setup, the schema. Like we condition guys to seek the approval and the respect and the loyalty and the reverence of other guys. That's all dudes are trying to do. <laughs> straight mm-hmm. men in particular. All they're trying to do is like impress other straight guys. We go to the bar, we go to the the, the car show, and we go to the whatever. And we walk around the mall with our shiny, pretty trophy thing that we now call a wife. Like, and, and I'm being crude on purpose here, like f- as, as part of the point, but also like under this, I think there is a very clear like reality of what we just, kind of socially do. Mm -hmm. And so what that then breeds is this idea that at all times I must present as and be perceived as this kind of man that we're all like supposed to be. Right. And so anything that threatens that is something that must be like fought, must be destroyed. Like you, you cannot have that weakness because that then means you are no longer a man. And so we, we attach And it's all like the same conversation about toxic masculinity. You can look at it a bunch of different ways, but we wrap it all up in that same conversation as opposed to the stuff that you hear Nell talking about, which is like, I can separate like one specific instance, i.e. this one man making a a pass at me that I'm not interested in from this idea that all gay people are trying to suck my dick. Like (laughs) it's just not happening. Like those moments happen and we do, some of the girls are messy and, and do try to like do too much, won't hold you but no I think different if you talk than to, the
0: guys that are messy uh, and the guys that do too much right, right? One, like
2: let's not try to you know call anything let's be clear right it's <laughs> in a spade not a spade okay right, right but like the the reality is like that is just not the norm right and so we're having this conversation about perception and and proximity and and what that means because we keep telling everybody that like your success your survival in some spaces and some of this is I'm also not controlled by these men and so i i I recognize that humanity too. But like your success, your survival, your your way forward is through this image and how you like maintain your representation of it. And so we keep fighting this battle until we can detangle this this vision of who like men are supposed to be.
1: So I don't believe that a real man is gonna mess his day up by arguing with somebody who just hit on him. A real man has other issues he's dealing with from the systemic racism, the racism, racism at his job, the racism on his way home, and maybe some other stuff that's happening at his house. If you hit on me as a real man, I'm gonna say thank you and keep it pushing. I'm not gonna mess my day up by arguing with you about how you look about how you feel about my looks. Thank you, bro. Have a good day. Like his sneakers. I'm out. I think we put too much emphasis on About how, the, how other people feel about us I don't care how certain people feel about me You don't know where I live You don't know my son real name You don't know my mom first name I probably don't care About your opinion on me Are you putting money in my pockets? Do I represent you? I don't care I got things to do I'm trying to get home to my son I'm Trying to get home to my family mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that it's so much more going on. I don't care. Yeah, And maybe that's my stance on a lot of things. Like, I don't care. Mm. I don't care about Little Nas X posing with his stomach, uh, pretending to be a baby in his stomach. I don't care. I don't care about R. Kelly getting the credit on Drake's song. I don't care. I'm not going to argue with somebody on social media about it. If I, if I feel like it's something that I want to discuss, Eric, I'll call you. Sterling, I'll call you. Mm-hmm. I'll call somebody whose opinion I'm going to respect Not some stranger on the street Yeah we can have a conversation But I'm not gonna take your words to heart This shit is deeper than All of that We got other things to do It's just an opinion It's somebody you probably don't even like Somebody you don't even fuck with You gonna care about how they look at you Fuck no I've been that way since I was born since my dad told me what confidence was. I'm not going to let you fuck my day up. You don't like my pants. You don't like that I got a little... I'm listening to Lil Nas X going down Bro Street. We got bigger shit going on.
0: Thank you for saying that. Because I was going to show enough ask you what separates you, like, your thought process, like, how do? how is your thought process different from... A lot of these cis, heterosexual men out here who just wilding and you just basically broke it down.
1: Yeah. I think some people, some people want to have a voice in something. People need to hear this. But some of them dudes want to have a voice in something which they should have no voice in.
0: Like Like the abortion issue. Like the abortion issue. Like you were saying in the beginning.
1: It absolutely, like why are you commenting on this? Mm -hmm. Is it part of your job? I can see if like you a podcaster, you're going to speak on it. But if you just want to pull me to the side and talk about it But I might not want to talk about it with you I don't care I seen it, I swipe past it I got other things I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking for somebody to build me a t-shirt or something Like I don't care I just don't care Did my son eat today? Did my dad eat today? Did any of my friends die? If I'm good If my son ate, my dad ate All my friends are here I'm good there's nothing more important to me about some celebrity On TV that I'm never going to meet He's not impacting my day I do understand how they impact other people's day But I just don't care Like you We, we be making ourselves stress out Like when you be on the shade room and you see the comments Like used to argue with people like I don't care Like what's the young lady name Talking about feeding her baby Like two peas a day uh, Scott um, Just had a baby Like walkers in her name R and B singer, oh, Summer Walker. Summer Walker. If she keep feeding her kids two peas a day, guess what? It's not going to affect me. L A. Child Services will come find her when the time is right. But I'm not. I'm not thinking she about feeding it. her baby two peas. A she day. said it as a joke, and but people ran with it. Like you know, if she's doing that, you'll never know. You're not in her house. But like Instagram, t- and that's t- why t- celebrities, celebrities
0: say stuff like that because like Lil Nas, Lil X, It'll they trolling the up. fuck out of y'all because they know you're gonna wild out next dude
1: wild out, <laughs> wild out for no apparent reason. Like they whatever, whatever, whatever they need for their label or their product, they're gonna go out there and do it. It's yeah. clickbait. Yeah. Like, do you see how many people I have? Like interactions on verses. Do you see how many people interacted? Do you know how many people were here? It's the same principle. Figure out a way to get their attention and get it quick, and keep it for about a week. Because somebody else is going to do something if they haven't done it already to grab our attention away.
0: Well, you all heard it first here on the Hunger Podcast. I appreciate. Sterling, Nell, both of y'all We're dialing in to the Hung Up Podcast We had a really good discussion We talked about Music, mostly music This was like a music episode But we talked about cancel culture Particularly around Chrisette Michelle What's been going on with Kanye West The difference between Their whole situations We got a straight perspective On the Lil Nas X situation So I'm Hung Up I appreciate y'all both for being here thank you niggas don't even want to say thank you
1: yo thanks for having me <laughs> I thought Stella was gonna go first <laughs> I was waiting for you, you were... <laughs> I was just talking Go ahead. Okay.
0: and also let people know where they can find y'all on social media
2: <laughs> yo I had a great time I really appreciate it <laughs> I was holding it You. Was...
0: I love these niggas <laughs> I will have you all know that <laughs> for real.
2: <laughs> oh man, no, seriously, uh, appreciate it. Always a great time coming back on and and sharing some thoughts, um, however half baked they might be. Quite honestly, you know, but we're living in the moment, loving it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, just me. You can follow me on IG at Sterly G S T E R L Y G.
1: Sterly G. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks for having me. It's only my. It's my first time here. It's my second time on a podcast ever. Hopefully, I will bring back. Um, I had a good time hanging with you guys and talking. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, name Nell N E four Ls and two underscores. How else can I explain it?
0: Wait, are the underscores at the? They're at the All right, end. So look, like, yeah,
1: we're gonna do this again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so right. I mean, it's absolutely your handle, but it's just like when you say it like that, you're like, I'm never gonna search for your name. Four L's <laughs> and two underscores. Like, no, I don't even want to do all of that. Like, that is so extra. Run
0: running, it running back one more again. <laughs> all right, look,
1: man. <laughs> hey, yo, thanks for having me. I had a great time. First time being in a podcast. Hopefully your listeners enjoyed it and you'll have me back. You can follow me on IG, N-E-L-L-L underscore underscore. There we go.
2: That was only three L's. It was four. No, that you said N-E-L-L-L and two underscores. I promise you. Run that tape back. bro. they're not going to find
1: follow me on ig underscore underscore and that's four l's
2: and two underscores
0: fuck y'all y'all know what we had to go through to get that right all right y'all peace hey thank you all for listening be sure to follow the show at hung up pod that's h-u-n-g u-p-p-o-d I am Eric Cole, your host and producer of the Hung Up Podcast. And we're going to end this with a little Anita Baker. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. Say, you, I Believe me. Oh, you. believe me, I do. I because I know I was wrong, and so See. I